Welcome to Stories of Hope. I'm Christine Hotchkiss. Each week, I bring you stories that will inspire you, educate you, and of course, to give you hope. Whew, that's a powerful word, hope, is it not? I want to say thank you to my studio sponsors, the Motivated Mind Group here in downtown Chandler, where you can get all your media production needs. So I will put the link in and um, check them out. Today, my guest, this is, is going to be a heavy one, but it's the reality of someone's life. We all talk about acts of kindness and paying it forward. Well, this one, this changed one person's life. My guest today is Norma Trujillo, and she stopped to help an elderly couple and was tragically dragged by a vehicle. She woke up months later to discover that she suffered third-degree burns, had multiple broken bones, lost both of her legs, was decapitated on site. But out of all of that, you're going to learn what she has done. And that was with the attitude of Norma made a conscious decision to start her journey of recovery, excuse me, of recovery to live her best life. Please help me welcome my guest, Norma. Hi, Norma. Hi, thank you so much for bringing me along and sharing my story. I really appreciate it. Thank you. So you and I actually um, met through a referral of another individual that I had interviewed. And that was in 2019. Mm -hmm. We just talked about that before we started airing this. And how much time goes by so fast, right. I don't think we realize it, right? Right. It goes by very fast, just like a blink of an eye. It <laughs> does. So let's get into how your life was changed, because this is going to be one that's going to hit me um, as well as other people, especially when it comes to trying to help people. And then when something happens like this, how you find the inspiration and the hope out of it all. So in April of 2017, let's go back and start where it all, where it all began. How'd this happen? Well, at that time, I was 32 years old, and um, it was the April 19th of 2017, and it was just a normal, typical day where I was actually a mom, a mother, you know, a wife, and I was teaching my daughter at that time her youth soccer coach um, team because I was her coach for many years, and I decided to get off early, 30 minutes early, so I can drop my niece off because I was teaching her at the same time how to drive, and at that same time, um, we noticed where we're leaving, we stopped on a four-way um, streets and uh, a car stole out in front of us and I thought to myself you know what this couple needs a handout they need help so I looked at my niece and I told her one word and that was switch hand her off the keys and I got out I introduced myself helped them get their vehicle off the road went on the side and then blink of a moment my life completely changed it was the moment where the car came he hit a pothole and it was already an orange light and he kept going and he ran right smack into me with the other vehicle. At that moment, I became cervical decapitated on the spot, which I lost 90% movement on my neck. And I became um, above a bilateral above the knee amputee with both of my legs. Also had third degree burns all the way from the right side of my shoulder to my arm, to my wrist, to my abdominal, even to my breast area. And I had, my jaw was kind of um, splattered everywhere and my left ear was hanging off. I lost one kidney and it was just one thing after another where when I woke up, it was, I was completely shattered wow. piece by piece. 
I would and say it was in, two months. I would be, forgive me, having a visual here and all the things that um, you just shared. The word you used, being shattered, is in such a different way now that I see it. You literally were shattered. I was. I was shattered from head to toe. And wow. at that moment, you know, when people tell you, hey, you lost so much time, you lost days, weeks, months, and they tell you that your life is completely 360, you just wake up, and the first thing I thought was, how can I get it all back? Can I? It's not over. I love what you just said. <clears throat> I'm very empathic, so forgive me if I get a little emotional on this. There are a lot of times, if not all the time, that people will say, have a great week, have a great weekend. And I'm always saying, because you know I have a story as well, I'm always saying, mm -hmm. I only have today so far, but thank you. Because we assume that we're gonna have the week ahead of us. We assume we're gonna have even the entire day ahead of us, let alone the weekend that we mm -hmm. all look forward to, right? Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't take these things lightly. I go, you know what? Tomorrow's not promised. And then even so, like you just said, even if it is promised, it could be changed in a heartbeat, right? Yes. So now, just like you. Yes. So being shattered and you have this attitude of, I'm going to get back up. Even though you had all these things you just listed that someone would say are against me, but you found a way to get back up. And how did you do that? Because that's a mindset that when someone's feeling shattered or down or depressed, the last thing they're going to think is, I'm going to get back up and see what I can do. And it's very nice to hear that you say that you want to get back up. So where did you get this determination to get back up? Honestly, I got it from my family. Mm -hmm. It was from my husband who stood by my side all those times in the hospital. And when I woke up, he was the one who told me that, you know, you lost both your legs, you were in this horrible accident. But the fact that he did not leave my sight mm -hmm. and the fact that my family was there taking care of my children that was the strength I knew that I had, that everything was gonna be okay. It was gonna take a slower pace. It was gonna make slow movements to move those mountains. But with the people, the support of my family, I knew that it was a small step to recover this brand new life. And the most important thing was the community. Here in my hometown, the community came together and they helped me out by to mobile, to health, to, you know, financially. And I was just beyond blessed of words that I was just like, if all these people believe in me and believe in this life that I was giving a second chance, then I have the opportunity. I have the, the moment where I just need to keep going. I can't let anybody down, especially myself oh, or I my children. It. I love that you said, especially myself. I think we put ourselves, mm -hmm. especially as moms, we put ourselves last because we take care of everybody else, but it does have to come with us first, kind of like the, the oxygen mask in the airplane, right? And you got to put yours on first before mm -hmm. you can help anybody else. So I have a Absolutely. couple of questions here. Um, how long was the recovery? Well, I was in a coma for about two months. I um, was in in April and I didn't wake up to the end of May, but really got foolishly conscious in June. And then I started walking again on my legs. Um, the first time I set up was in September. 
So, so let me go just kind of shortly. So you had mentioned that you had lost your legs, and then you just said that you got back up on your legs. You have prosthetics. Mm -hmm. That's right. I have two prosthetics that's way above um, my hips. Oh, above your hips. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I am going to let everyone know that I've, I've gotten to see some of your progress on uh, social media. And um, <laughs> pretty remarkable to just keep moving forward. I think you had some time where you had actually gotten different prosthetics at one time too, or am I, is that wrong? I got some other prosthetics that um, let me um, be more active and be more mobile. Um, I tried out the running blades and I found out that that was just a new concept of like, wow, this is a new balance, you know? Okay. Yeah, I was like, I need to be more stronger for this, but, and then I had some other prosthetics where they were just stubbies, where they were all the way down to the ground. And that made me learn how to be more active and, and more independent towards myself. So I can be as tall as three feet all the way up to probably 10 feet if I wanted to. Oh my God. <laughs> so. I know that I can laugh because it's one of those things you've already said that, but it's like one of those, like a chair. When you sit at the chair, you have that little lever, like yes. you want to go down. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be down. You're going to pop it back up. You're going to pop it back up. And you can have fun with it is mm -hmm. what it sounds like you're doing. And you're getting to do other things that we can't do when we have our set length of legs. So you're mm -hmm. inspiring on that I one. just learned how to be more adaptable and more understanding that if I need to be low to the ground to be more um, independent, as in, you know, saving my energy, saving my ability to, like, move around more, that's okay. I'm fine with that. Okay. If I have to be as tall like I am as five feet to be um, reached to cabinets or, like, <laughs> other things like that, I'm okay with that as well. And if I'm dealing with a health issue as, um, like, blisters on my nubs or anything, I'm okay to go back on my chair. So there's three different ways of living, and I'm just completely... I'm all right with that. <laughs> Very diverse. Um, so going back to the recovery, um, mm -hmm. people that I know who have been in hospital beds for a length of time, especially out of a coma, you lose weight, you lose appetite, you lose mobility, you lose speech, all the functions that we are taking for granted every day. Is that stuff that you had to deal with starting all over and learning how to do again? I did. I had to see a speech therapist. I had to see occupational. I had to see physical therapists. I had to see plastic surgeons. I had to see a neurologist. I had to see all these different type of doctors that come into my room because I had to learn how to remove my muscles all over again, even to the tip of my fingertips to just sitting up and moving my little nubs that I have, the little part of my legs and trying to learn how to turn my neck with the little movement that I had and even learning how to use my voice all over again even the dial known and the volume and everything so it was a different type of recovery that I I really felt like I was a newborn baby being born in this human body adult body wow I'm going through my brain on how you start from, like you said, when you're an adult body, but you're starting from scratch like a baby um, with a different mm -hmm. mindset at that. So let's go into, I love the fact that your family stuck with you. There are people who, it's too much for them when something like this comes into their life and they'll leave. And that's just the way that mm -hmm. people are. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just 
sometimes people are not meant to do those extra super things like your husband is. How has, um, how's your family been when this all came about? Because they were affected by it too, you just physically were. Oh yes, I, they were mentally affected, honestly. There were, there were some family members who just wanted to wrap me up in a piece of bubble and make sure the world was safe and I was being okay. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to help out in any way they could. And there was family members who just didn't know what to say, really to tell, like talk to me, like they didn't have the words to comfort me. And there was other family members who were just like, if you need help, I'm here for you. Like they let me figure things out. And there was other family members who were just like, I could do that for you. Why do you want to do that? I could do that for you, you know? And it was just all different diverse type of help. And I was just like, this is amazing. Like they let me grow. They let me figure things out for myself. And if I couldn't figure out things, I would say, can you show me? Mm. Don't do it for me. Can you oh, show yes. me another technique or another ability? Okay. And I, that's where I just had that amazing support, especially with my husband. He was just remind me physically and mentally, like, you're going to be okay. We are going to be okay. You're not in this by yourself. We are in this together. If you want to talk something, I will listen to you. If you just want to sit, I will sit next to you. If you have a problem, speak to me and we will get it together. Wow. So that really helped me tremendously to really understand the concept of what I was dealing with every single day, every obstacle I was in my way, whether it was just in my house's surroundings or it was out in the world with buildings and going in through new, new territory that I would, took for granted every single day. So, so it, it was a big impact. So, you know, social media is whatever you want to, you know, look at it. It's a perception of whoever it is that's looking at it, whether it's photos or trips or posts, and someone will think mm -hmm. it's one way or another. And so we always show our best face forward with smiles and stuff. But here's the question I have. As much as mm -hmm. you were determined to live your best life and the struggles that you were having to start all over with everything, how often were you in there saying, I know I got to do this, but I just don't want to do it today? Do you ever feel like giving up? Um, every, you know what? I'm going to be completely honest with you. With my Facebook, I put everything out there. I do too. I put on my good days. I put on my bad days because I show people that it's not easy. And every other day, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to put on my legs. I don't want to do this because... For me, it feels like a 24-hour gym. I feel like I'm always in the gym and working out and, you know, getting that encouragement. So I'm very humble when I tell people, I fell today and it was embarrassing because it was in the store or parking lot. But you know what? I couldn't just lay there. I had to get up and I just tell people my good and bad because I feel like they need to hear both sides Absolutely. to understand there's, there's, yeah, there's reasons behind, like, what I'm doing in my life is not rainbow and glitters. It also comes with storms and thunderclouds. And okay, it depends on my perspective of how I want to go out with it. So if anybody's ever having a bad day, I want them to look on my Facebook, my personal life, and be like, oh, she went through that. How did she go through it? And I'll be up with tears and laughter, you know? And that's why I do what I things. do. <clears throat> mm -hmm. 
<coughs> that's why I'm doing what I'm doing is because it isn't all about, like you said, the sunshine. There are the clouds. We are best for showing the good days, but sometimes someone could look like they have themselves put together or they look like they have a good day, and that's the only thing that's keeping them from fighting the, the sadness or the depression that's within them if they just are on mm -hmm. the outward of everything. Not so much who am I trying to impress or I don't want anyone to think anything bad or feel sorry for me. I'm sure you've heard that one too. I know I have. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and at the end here, I'll, I'll let it be known if you want to give your Facebook page out. I would love for, be able, for people to be able to follow you so they do watch what I have seen. Um, with that said, was there any time in there, and I already know this answer, where there was depression that had taken place and it, it got a hold of you for a little bit? It did. Um, it got a hold on me tremendously in the year 2018 because I saw the person who hit me in a public space mm -hmm. and the, the feeling of that impact just weighted on me and it left me very depressed for about two and a half years where it mentally kind of destroyed me. Basically, I just kind of gave up where I just gain a lot of weight and I didn't want to be active that much where it just kind of put a stole like a good standstill on my life a little bit and with the depression it came on with the PTSD you know with certain things and my anxiety just kind of rose up and everything but um like I said earlier I had amazing family and friends that just helped me out through that and I went to therapy and I talked about it. I didn't let anything bile it up because if you need help, it's okay to go and ask for help. It's okay to go talk to a stranger who kind of relate to you in a certain way because you'll know at that moment that you are not alone. There's a world out there that you can be united in a mentally or physical world. And depression did come along the way. And after years of, you know, letting myself out there and showing my vulnerability and showing my courage, I learned that I don't have it as worse if I had it two, three, four years ago. You know, there's a lot of people that would say, um, oh, you don't understand what I've been through. Um, everyone has something that's different that we wouldn't understand if we haven't been through it, but that's not for us to do a comparison, right? And for me, yeah. with my story, as well as yours or anyone else that has theirs and have shared it, it's one of those, I'll take back my cards. If I had to throw my story out there, I'd take mine back because I know how to work with mine. Would you agree? I, I would agree, honestly. I feel like everyone, we do not compare it to anybody because we are now in the same boat. You know, all of us have a different boat that we all ship to our own different sink. But the one thing I always tell people is, if you ever felt heartbroken, if you ever felt rock bottom, if you feel joy and excitement, that's a feeling we can all relate to. And I know it comes in different circumstances and it comes in different trials, but we all reach those trials in our life and we can all feel a connected and a domino effect. So I tell people, if you need to listen, if you need to talk, I'm here. So I, will I listen do to you. I do have to ask this one question just because it just came across my mind. Nothing mm -hmm. like driving for the first time or learning how to drive and then have something <laughs> tragically happen in front of you. How is your niece doing after all this time? She's doing amazing. Honestly, she's, it took her a while to get better. Um, she did seek out help and she moved on, but she learned how to drive. Took okay. her a couple years. She She's very independent now. She's 
um, she's an amazing young woman where she has her life together and it feels like we look at each other and I just hung out with her like a couple weeks ago and we just sit and laugh and we just have a bond where it's deeper than any of our relationships with you know my other nieces or nephews but we just feel like I see her and I'm so proud of her because it didn't stop her she moved on she became a teacher assistant with young children and she learned how to drive and she's very independent and she's a strong young woman and I'm I'm very proud of my niece good because trauma will lock Mm -hmm. us in a, in a place where we don't feel we can get out of it. So that's why I was asking, especially at 16 mm-hmm. years old, learning how to drive, because driving is a right. privilege and it's also a scary one at times too. So, oh yes. and now I understand that you have an art studio. I do. I tell have an art studio in my house. Tell us a little bit about it, because I believe this is part of your therapy too. It is. Um, like I said, I, I, I have an art studio here in my house. I share it with my husband, so his half of the room is his office, <laughs> and my other half is my art studio. But this is my place where I come and find my therapy. This is my place where if I have a lot in my mind or you know, I can't physically get it out of me, I come and I paint away. And then the studio, I have all different types of medium I have alcohol ink, watercolor, um, acrylic oil, and I'll sit here and I'll just paint away. And it's something that brings me joy and peace to my life that makes me feel like this is another talent that I have. I just don't have what you see in front of you. I also have this talent that I was blessed upon, you know, against my, my chances. It makes me happy. That's all that matters, right? What makes you happy, not what everyone thinks you need to be happy about. Now, is this stuff that you actually, do you teach classes with this, or is this just something personally for you? No, um, honestly, at the beginning, it was personally for me, because like I said, I needed for therapy. But then I started going into gallery shows, and I started selling my art in public showings. And now I am an independent contractor with the University of Arizona, so I teach other um, people in my community who have paralysis or other um, type of disability, and I'll, I'll do an hour session with them. Wow. So I'm very grateful. <laughs> Look at that, something that was traumatic, found mm-hmm. a talent you probably wouldn't have known you had. Right? Right. And, mm-hmm. You know, and I, I'm not a fan of this phrase, and I say it all the time, even though I'm not a fan of it. It's like, things happen for a reason. I'm like, hmm, not really sure mm-hmm. about that one. But <laughs> I prefer to say, you find something out, by find something different about yourself when something different has happened to you. And just because something has happened to you doesn't mean you have to be different, act different, or be treated different. I actually love that phrase. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got a story. Um, Just some more severe, maybe repeating. Maybe some people haven't figured out what it is that they need to do to find their talent or find their peace. Um, I know personally mine was a a little bit longer than probably most, but that's just how it works for me. I can't say that's for fact. But I love the fact that you have gotten back up and you're living your best life and you're helping others with living their best life mm-hmm. in a talent they probably didn't even know they had or in uh, being encouraging. Um, so I thank you for that. 
um, with that said, do you have an email, um, your Facebook page, a web page, or any way that you want to be found if someone wants to reach out to you? Absolutely. You guys, anybody can reach me on my personal Facebook. Uh, my account is just Norma Trujillo. Um, I have a web a uh, little um, email that you can put. It's down there in the link. It's normasantos49 at yahoo.com. And also, if anyone who's a new amputee or anything like that, you guys can find me on Hanger Clinic and Orthopedic website as well. I am one of their, um, one of the many few um, patient ambassadors with them as well. An ambassador? Oh, I didn't even know that mm -hmm. that was even an option. Okay, I usually think of an ambassador of like the chambers. You want to give us a little <laughs> bit more about how that um, helps others when you're an ambassador? It gives other people hope and light to the guidance of a different change of what they're going through. Knowing that there's a community out there that you're not alone. It helps um, connect each other by saying, hey, your life is getting different but there's also resources and there's also a community as ourselves as amputees that help you adapt to this new world that you are facing, whether it's a, you know, daily chores like stairs, elevators, restaurants, or anything like that to a physical or even to a adapting, you know, any, any type of lifestyle that you have, um, just to let them know that you're not alone in this. And by doing this, um, we put on twice a year an event where we show other people, if you want to go skiing, there's other you know, patients out there that can show you how to ski. If you want to go horseback riding, mm -hmm. if you want to learn how to drive or swim or anything, there's ways out there that we would come together and unite and connect you with anything that we have to make mm -hmm. your life for full, full, as, as much as possible. I love that. So I have my final question. You probably don't remember it from 2019 when we spoke, so are you ready for this <laughs> one? It's really easy, I think. This is, okay. this is where I get to learn more about someone because if it was the only question you ask anybody, you could come up with an idea as to type of person that they are. At least that's my analogy of it. So you ready? Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Okay. What message would you like to leave everyone based on your journey? The message I like to give everyone is don't give up. No matter how hard or how hopeless you feel, don't give up on yourself because that's the most important person that you can actually reflect on is yourself. Um, give yourself some chance to live the best life that you can. And if you need to reach out for help, reach out for help but don't ever doubt yourself for one second because you are a beautiful individual that can come over anything. That's beautiful. Living your best life. I, I think we have to decide what that best part is, whether it's putting mm -hmm. our electronic devices down and actually seeing what's on the other side of them or getting more involved mm -hmm. in our community and to get to know other people or um, finding mm -hmm. a talent we didn't know we had, right? Exactly. Or even if something's scary and you're faced to fear it, always try to get out of your comfort zone and always try to move forward with the best smile and best attitude that you have. Because sometimes the scariest things can lead to the most beautiful way in the world that you never knew. 
And that's something I've learned throughout my five years of journey where I'm terrified at moments of, you know, of falling. And and when I get the obstacle, I, I, I just raise myself back up. Thank you, Norma, for being my guest today. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for having me, and I truly am honored to be on your show. Absolutely, and I will share this. And I want to thank my studio sponsor, The Motivated Mind Group, your local creative agency here in downtown Chandler. If you have a story you want to share, know someone who has a story, or you have a nonprofit organization in your community that's making a difference, I want to spotlight them. Please email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. Until next time, everyone, I wish you well, and you take care.